Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, a friend, another year, another Call of Duty, and another inevitable thing. And it's not Skyrim getting another re-release, or another release in general. <laughs> it's Call of Duty Vanguard actually being real. I mean, we always knew it was coming. There was a lot of leaks about it. Um, but Activision got out there and finally put out the first trailer for it, developed by Sledgehammer, um, the developer as part of the, the wider sort of umbrella of developers that Activision Blizzard looks after. Um, they have put together World War II, Call of Duty World War II, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, and now Call of Duty Vanguard returning to the World War setting again, which is very much dividing everybody um, and I think that me and you have gone through a bit of a, a cycle with it where we sort of you know you look at a trailer for a World War style Call of Duty and you go that's a World War style Call of Duty that sure is exactly what that looks like but I think that between us and um, we spent a bit of time looking up a lot more details about it and kind of coming around on it and it seems that like it is this alternate history style take on uh, I guess you know real world history itself and um, where are you at on Vanguard overall before we break some more stuff down I'm like oh in the middle somewhere like <laughs> overall initially you know when the leaks were coming out a few months ago when we were doing videos on it then i was just kind of thinking oh, really do we need a call of duty this year mm. do we need another call of duty world war <clears throat> two game especially you know when last year's cold war was kind of very very botched and sledgehammer was supposed to make that one and obviously they were taken <laughs> off it and now they're making this i just kind of thought do we need a call of duty but now as i'm looking at it i still don't know if i think we need one or whether mm. it's going to succeed but from the information that's out there, it looks like it could have promise, like it might be all right. <laughs> there are a few, a few positives in there that I think will, um, and it's not a high bar, but will potentially make it more promising than Cold War was, which for me was pretty much an outright disappointment all around. Mm. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, the thing is, like, one of the biggest talking points is the fact that the you know the dislike bars on the YouTube trailer reveals. If you look on the official Call of Duty YouTube channel, it's mostly positive, but on the PlayStation side of things, even the likes of IGN. GameSpot and the dislikes are in the tens of thousands so it's it's not going down very well and that reminded me of Infinite Warfare but obviously not yes. as drastically over the top yeah. as that thing was downvoted um, but still there is that sort of conversation around are people just sick of old school World War style settings um, and it got me thinking because that was generally that was my initial response was just sort of like yep yeah, it's one of them I don't really care that much um, you know like, like you think about how much of a big deal it was when Battlefield 1 brought back all the boots on the ground stuff after we had years and years of 
you know, spacefaring stuff, like all the things with Black Ops 3, even the things that Advanced Warfare kicked into motion and then Black Ops 3 and uh, Infinite Warfare. And then when, um, you know, Battlefield brought it back, it was a whole thing of, you know, oh my God, they're actually returning to World War style stuff. And I still, I remember where I was sat when I watched that trailer and who I was with and we were <laughs> in the pub and everyone got on the phone and we all gathered around going, oh my God, they're doing this thing again. And then um, playing on the whole, the old school, like, you know, how much everybody used to love Medal of Honor Frontline that first time we did the D-Day landing or something like that. And um, now because Call of Duty then did World War II and now going back to it again after something like Battlefield V didn't land very well, it feels like all those things combined have resulted in a bit of a, a general just sort of like, yep, yeah, like shrug shoulders kind of response. Yeah. Although I think you're more positive on it than me. Yeah, a little bit, but it's, I think it's just because, you know, when it comes to the exact setting, I know a lot of people don't want that because, like you said, we've had so many previous Call of Duty set in World War II, mm. and Call of Duty World War II was celebrated more because it was the first time we went not only back to that setting, but back to boots on the ground, right? Like, that was the yeah. huge selling point of that game. Like, there was no double jumps, there was no, no wall running. running. It was a, <laughs> it was a quote unquote, um, you know, basic Call of Duty experience that a lot of people were pining for. Mm. Now that we've gone back to that style with World War II, with even uh, Cold War, with um, Modern Warfare, you know, we've had a lot of those, so this does feel like just more of the same in the same way that Battlefield 5 was, mm-hmm. felt or felt like more of the same, even though obviously that jumped from World War 1 to World War 2. And I think overall, I, I just kind of, there's a ceiling for my excitement, like with a lot of these games where I'm not actively hating it, but no. I'm not, you know, gagging for it. I'm not pouring over screenshots or pouring over details. I'm here for a World War II game, especially in the modern warfare engine. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's kind of appealing to me the most because I love the way modern warfare plays. I think even Same. if you don't like the multiplayer side of that game, or if you don't like the maps, you can agree that the engine itself, the gunplay, the graphics, the lighting and all that stuff is top notch and kind of mm-hmm. where Call of Duty should be. We kind of went back with Cold War. But yeah, overall, I'm just kind of thinking it's a, it's another one. It's another <laughs> one of these. <laughs> I think as well, because of everything that everyone has collectively been through, I think a lot of the last sort of 18 months, 513 days, I believe it's been. I uh, had a bit wow. of a cheeky Google on how long it's been since the end of March. But um, yeah, I think because of everything that we've been through, it kind of does conflate time in a way that makes you go, like, you know, for me, I saw the end of the Vanguard trailer and it's like, you know, pre-order now to get access to the beta and look at all these skin packs we're going to be doing. Look at all this Warzone stuff that we're going to be adding. And I sort of looked at that and part of me just went like didn't we just do this didn't we just do this like last week or something obviously it's been a year but um it was that reality of just which is a wider conversation on you know call of duty's always had this annualized content model um you know all the way back since like 2003 but they've also now for the last few years been having year-long either season pass content or just regular content coming out battle pass type stuff and to promote or you know to support the likes of modern warfare from 2019 which is still for my money the best call of duty of all time like i love like a lot of the games in the series but 2019's right. one was the one that got me way back in in a way that I hadn't loved the Call of Duty since like 2010's Black Ops so um, I think that them then promoting that game or supporting it for the year long and then Black Ops Cold War and supporting that stuff um, I just think that it, it it overlaps at some point where you don't need an annualized unit cost sale and they're just yeah. sort of but they're still rigidly sticking to the annualized model and it doesn't they just they both jar with each other and even the uh, the home screen on um, the Call of Duty itself right now on Warzone is just now four titles all fighting for each other on the main screen <laughs> it's just it just seems yeah. like overkill 
I mean, we kind of got a glimpse of this um, last year when Cold War came out while Modern Warfare was already doing well. You know, mm. a lot of people were enjoying the later seasons and then support for that kind of just stopped and then the focus became um, Cold War and Warzone. And now it kind of feels like we're gearing up for that again, but it's mm -hmm. kind of, if, like you said, you know, because we're all, you know, in this situation and because the time seems so flat at the moment, you know, <laughs> and because Call of Duty Cold War initially disappointed sales-wise, but then picked up massively at the start mm. of the year, it kind of feels like that is almost not just getting into gear, but it feels like that had a bit of a belated start and then kind of came into its own over this year, mm -hmm. right around the time that Vanguard is now popping up and is probably going to kill that dead and then integrate itself with Warzone. It's a, it's a series that constantly starts eating itself. And, you know, we, we say every year that this might not be the right time to release a Call of Duty. And mm -hmm. I don't know if there's ever a right time to release a Call of Duty. But yeah, with, with um, Cold War still continuing with the Warzone integration, with the development, you know, Sledgehammer, like I said, being taken off of Cold War and then having to essentially, you know, put this one out so it hits the release date with mm. the trailer not even allowed to um, show Activision's name because of all of the uh, allegations that are still going on. The fact of where that company is from a public perception mm. brand, it just feels like this Call of Duty is coming out at a time where it's got all of these different things going against it. And I think that is partly reflected in its dislikes, like you said, in this True. kind of collective shrug of, it's it's another one, and <clears throat> of course there's another one, because they're not gonna miss releasing something at the end of the year to make a yeah. big one. Which is, that's the thing, on the trailer, that, I didn't even clock it first time, but it just say Call of Duty presents instead of the wider, um, you know, the reality of the publisher kind of thing. But yeah, yeah like you said, um, there are these, there is a much wider sort of anti-Call of Duty, anti-Activision general vibe, which is completely obviously warranted in regards to the reality of what's going on with their company. Um, but yeah, like that whole idea of like just business as usual, another, another year, <clears throat> another Call of Duty. Um, that does make it like a harder pill to swallow, I think, when everything else is going on and when they're not sort of, you know, leading with the best foot anyway, when it is just World War st uh, stuff again, um, that can be an issue. Something else that we should um, touch on is uh, Warzone because you've been playing a hell of a lot more of Warzone than me. I think you've, you've pretty much played a bit of Call of Duty every other day for the last two years now, whereas I've, I've dropped off, <laughs> like, um, keeping up with it that much. Like, I would re I, re I would think, I think about reinstalling Call of Duty every other day, but the sheer file size of that thing means I have to wipe out most to my PlayStation 5's library, so I just don't do it. Um, but yeah. you've stuck up, uh, stuck with uh, Warzone for the last sort of couple of years, and we can get back to the file size stuff in a bit. Um, but what's your thoughts on like continuing Warzone as that as a platform? Um, and also, and um, we mentioned before the whole thing, you know, about like annual releases and everything. They could easily make Modern Warfare a GTA Online. Like they could just treat Modern Warfare as their Modern Warfare platform, and you have the the World War style platform. Call that World at War, and um, let mm -hmm. that carry on and just plug stuff into each one rather than you know continually rolling stuff out, uh, stuff out every single year. You're right. I think the only reason they don't do that is because they're scared of cannibalizing sales. I think it's mm. why they had that firm cutoff point for Modern Warfare when they didn't really need it. Like they could have continued supporting that with yeah. more seasons and then they decided, ah, not really. We're going to focus on Cold War, the next big thing, and um, Warzone. But going back to Warzone specifically, yeah, mm. like I've played that, especially through like the peak of the pandemic where we couldn't do anything. Like that was the thing that got me through it with my friends. We would jump on every night for hours and hours. However, I think that did take a really big hit with the Cold 
Cold War integration. And you can't blame them in a way because Cold War was made on an entirely different engine. So it's not like you could just port things over. They had to mm-hmm. redo it all. You had to rebalance it all. And there was obviously the disappointment that there wasn't a proper new map. It was just a reskinned version of the Dansk. And rumors have it that's because originally Cold War was going to come out with its own um, uh, Battle Royale mode, Blackout, Blackout 2, that would replace Warzone. But because Warzone <laughs> was so popular, they decided not to do it. I'm, I, I'll reiterate what I said at the beginning that I think Vanguard is more promising in this regard because at the very least it's made on the same engine as warzone so hopefully the assets will be able to you know be shared more freely and more easily it should make for a smoother integration they've already said that there's going to be like a new map presumably a world war ii map judging by the set setting and it feels like they thought about it way more than they Mm. did with cold war which very much felt like a scramble i mean even at launch the cold war integration wasn't there you had to wait like a little bit for everything to fully come over and when it did it was botched and the balance was all (laughs) off so if they avoid that then that will be at least a step in the right direction. Mm. It feels a lot like uh, Call of Duty Ghost style, like it is very much the first Call of Duty mm. of a new generation and just sort of figuring out the new tech, what can we do? Um, and then trying to roll in, like you said, live service type events and stuff, reveals and things. Because um, even the reveal for Vanguard was just everybody just shell the living hell out of this train and then that'll trigger like a bunch of planes and then we all watch the trailer. It was just like a weird sort of, mm-hmm. like it made sense, but I, to some degree the whole idea of Fortnite style, how do we apply this thing to the Battle Royale mode um, sometimes feels a little bit awkward but um, that still was a nice idea to do and um, we should talk about Battlefield because one thing that's definitely come out of a lot of the dislikes and stuff as a lot of top comments just saying like this is only making me want to play Battlefield more like I'm ready for something new um, as yeah. much as Battlefield 2042 I, so far I wouldn't doesn't feel like it's part of the conversation as much as you know like going into the rest of this year it was like Call of, it's, there's going to be Call of Duty and Halo Infinite is gearing up um, but now because Call of Duty has sort of hasn't really stumbled its reveal but I feel like like it's kind of reminded a lot of people that Battlefield does look pretty fresh and exciting and they are trying new yeah. things, uh, mixing together all their different eras of war and all this idea of this massive sort of physics-based sandbox where you can blow apart buildings or launch a tank at a helicopter or whatever. Um, maybe people just want that stuff, a more anarchic approach to multiplayer rather than another World War style thing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of um, sense. There's a lot of goodwill behind Battlefield going mm. into this year because people want it to be back where it was when Battlefield One was announced, and everyone kind of went crazy and lost their minds. People remembered <laughs> where they were when they watched the first trailer, like you just pub. said, Scott. Yeah. And I do think what we've seen so far has looked promising. They've said all the right things. Like I thought their reveal, it or you know, gameplay reveal, I suppose, at EA Play was really good. The idea mm. that they're making it almost a legacy game as well, bringing in um, assets and maps and and weapons from all of the other games on top of this new thing. I don't think it's smooth sailing because a lot of people no. are annoyed that there's no campaign and it's multiplayer only, there's bots and stuff. But I do think it's in a better place. And I think that's partly because Battlefield has something to prove. Like we were saying, mm. Battlefield 5, well, I thought it was a pretty decent game. It didn't feel like a monumental thing in the same way that even Battlefield 4 felt yeah. or Battlefield 3. So they've got something to prove this year. They're coming out after an extended wait. Whereas with Vanguard, for as all right as it does look, it's very much, or very much feels like it's coming out to um, you know fill a contractual obligation hmm. or to fill a quarter. It feels like we're getting one because we we obviously need one in the same way that Battlefield Five felt like we were getting one because yeah. we needed one. You know, no, I, yeah, like a million percent agree. It is actually quite interesting. It is like a, a net positive that we are getting for the first time in a long time a new Call of Duty, a new Battlefield, and a new Halo, and all three yeah. of them are mostly playing to their sort of traditionalist strengths. Like Call of Duty, obviously started as a World War 
style shooter. Um, Battlefield obviously has gone through a bunch of different iterations, but you know some of the more modern setting ones are some of the most popular. And then obviously yeah. you have Halo coming back as well, being very old school. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be a hell of a, um, a closing quarter uh, to the year itself. And we do have all three so every all three franchises kind of firing on all cylinders. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below of Call of Duty Vanguard. Are you excited for it? Are you a little bit meh? Are you just going to wait and see? There is an open beta you can pre-order for now if you want to get hands-on with stuff. But I guess we'll wait and see how things go in the coming months. So for now, though, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.